When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. All right, preseason game number two is on Saturday. Colts, Lions, Lucas Oil Stadium. Not a lot of big names, not a lot of stars will be on the field for the Colts. A lot of this work uh, done this week was in joint practices, but there's still some things to watch. And one thing, George, that's been a concern, even going back to the first preseason game, and it's carried through at least these two joint practices against the Lions, the starting five for the offensive line, for the most part, solid. You feel good about uh, all five guys. After that, six through 10, the depth is extremely, extremely concerning, whether it's run blocking, whether it's pass blocking. This is, I know they're going against mostly backups on Saturday against the Lions. This is going to be a huge, huge, huge opportunity here for at least at least one. I mean, we're going to hope for just one or two guys here to kind of break away from the mold and show if someone goes down on the offensive line, tackle guard center, they can fill in and this offensive line won't take a step back. Yeah, I mean, you look at last year, this, this team had Matt Pryor on the bench. They had Chris Reed. Uh, they had Danny Pinner. Guys that could come in, make plays, and had to. You know, they won games with those guys out there as starters because the offensive line got banged up. I don't know who replaces them this year. I, right now, you don't have that kind of confidence in, in this second unit. Uh, today out there, or Wednesday, Thursday out there, I, my whole week shot because of uh, <laughs> it's you know, get these Everything is one big blur, George. They're all gone. So, But, yeah, Thursday out there uh, on the practice field, they whistled the play dead three times for Nick Foles, which is basically what you get for a sack here. The defensive line has, has won the rep, and they're they're going to call it dead. Uh, that's not good. You know, I mean, he, they probably had 20 snaps, I would say, in team drills for the second team, 20-odd snaps in the second. And he got sacked three times. That's not a good percentage. You don't want to see that. Uh, and it, it affected him more, I think, his passing more on, on Wednesday when he was only five of nine than it did today when he was, I think, eight of nine he had a, he had a really good day when he was able to get the ball off today but you can't he can't be under that kind of fire and especially when you consider like you said some of these guys are gonna have to step up during the season and they're gonna be protecting matt ryan it's not at a level it needs to be at. It's not close right now and so i think that offensive line needs to go out on on saturday and have some good moments have something put something on tape that you can build on and we, we started the podcast by saying we're not going to overreact to, you know, preseason training camp and joint practices because it's just a small sample size. And a lot of it doesn't really mimic what the game actually is like in the regular season. But I think this is one of the few times and few exceptions where we're going to watch Saturday with a close eye and see, to your point, who can actually truly stand out, who can make a play. Because you mentioned before the Colts offensive line depth last year was really good. 
But now you have two of those guys starting in your front five. And now, so you take away some of the depth. They have some, you know, injury issues with, with guys like Dennis Kelly still trying to work their mm-hmm. way back. So now it is truly, you know, survival here for whatever quarterback is behind this, this backup offensive line. Even though you're going against mostly twos, this has got to be a unit that really shows you something on Saturday and gives you at least a reason to hope or have some, you know, confidence that if someone does go down, right, the whole thing's not going to fall apart and Matt Ryan's not going to just be running for his life or spiking the ball in the dirt because, you know, some guy just got beat off the edge in a in a quick second here. Speaking of quarterbacks, too, Matt Ryan's not going to play. Nick Foles is going to play a quarter. Sam Ellinger is going to play two quarters. So he's going to get a majority of the uh, of the run here. One thing I thought was interesting, and I'm not sure if this is going to go into Frank Reich's thinking or not, but we've talked about the offensive line. Now, I get it. You're playing against backup offensive line. Most of the time, that backup offensive line, you hope, should not be in come the regular season. But Sam Ellinger does provide mobility, does provide some wiggle and ability to make plays out of the pocket where we know Nick Foles is a lot like Matt uh, Matt Ryan, statue. Right? just going to be back there, not going to move moving too much, and did get sacked on Thursday a bunch of times in part because he can't extend the play. Is there any thought from Frank Reich? Is there even any reason to watch the quarterbacks on Saturday? I think maybe Sam Ellinger could come in there and steal the backup job away from Nick Foles. Not at this point. You know, I mean, Frank Reich will never come out and, and flat out say anything like that. But uh, when he was asked about it earlier this week, and he made a big point of saying Nick Foles has played a lot of football and, and he's confident in Nick Foles, which is kind of Reich's way of saying he's the number two quarterback. I do think when you saw what Ellinger did in Buffalo, running for his life and making plays, uh, that's who he is. You know, that that that's we saw that from him at Texas for years. Um, he's he's one of the ultimate competitors, I think, in, in probably in college football history as far as just going out there and, and making things happen. I, I know he was way up there in starts, uh, a bunch of different things, you know, historically in college football. Uh, that went his way when you're a four-year starter at Texas, you're going to be in the record books quite a bit. Uh, and just being a four-year starter at Texas, I think t- says a lot about him. He's a natural leader. I think one of these days, I, I really think he's going to be uh, a little bit like Kellen Moore. I mean, I could see him on, on that coaching track. Uh, he's just got that kind of mentality. Uh, if he went to college, I think it'd be hard for moms to say no, to, to send their son to play for him. You know, I think he's going to be, I think that's where his future is going to be. And I think right now, the big question with him is always his arm strength. You know, can can you get the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there? He makes up for a lot of it with his intangibles, his ability to read defenses. You know, he gets the ball out there on time a lot, even though it might not have the zip that, that the other guys do. But I thought he would have a good preseason. I think he'll continue to have a good preseason. You got to remember, last year he was competing for that potential starting job in week one because you really didn't know yet where Carson Wentz was in his recovery. Uh, and he was going against the ones and twos. And this year, for the most part, he's going against the threes and fours. And I thought he might look pretty good doing that, considering that he held his own enough last year against the ones and twos. Uh, and I think you're going to continue to see him put up numbers. But I don't think he's pushing Nick Foles. Not at this point. Especially coming off of last year, George, where you mentioned it was Jacob Beeson versus Sam Ellinger, potentially at one point we thought to be starting week number one, maybe even a few games before Carson Wentz did return. I would agree that I think going to Nick Foles is the right move. And I do think that you having a backup and a quarterback that's experienced, that kind of is not going to be frazzled, not saying Sam Ellinger is, but he's still so young, only going to year number two. It's still so much for him with a very little playing time. If Matt Ryan does get hurt, season's probably in jeopardy anyway, whether it's Nick Foles or Sam Ellinger. 
but it is nice to have that experience back up there that can for an offense that is still, again, very young. We talk about the wide receiving core. We talk about the tight ends, very inexperienced group. I like the fact that you can, even though talent wise, I'm kind of done with Nick Foles. He had that nice run. I know it was with Frank Reich and Philly has not been, you know, able to replicate it any, uh, any time since. Um, but it is nice to have at least a veteran presence there, knows where to go with the football, comfortable with the offense, and can calm everyone down if he needs to play for a game or two. God forbid if Matt Ryan does get hurt. Sam Ellinger, just for his lack of experience and you know not being on the field, wouldn't clearly provide that. So I do like from that perspective having a backup quarterback that has experience, that is comfortable with Frank Reich's system, and has seen a thing or two. So if he has to go into the you know, heat of the battle late in the game or start a game on the road in a game that Colts need to win, feel a lot better with Nick Foles, even though town-wise, Nicky's falling off compared to an inexperienced guy who does provide more mobility, maybe even more playmaking ability in Sam Ellinger. Yeah, you know, I think Sam's got every intangible you want. I think that's one of the things. That's why he's here. You know, I mean, he, he's, right. if you just look at him from a mental standpoint, he was teaching Nick Foles the offense when Nick first got here. I mean, the, the little changes and things that have happened since Reich was in Philly with him. Uh, I remember it was really impressive last year when Brett Hundley got here right after uh, Carson Wentz got hurt. Brett Hundley said, the rookie's teaching me the offense. I'm going to <laughs> Sam Ellinger. He knows it. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys, you know, He and I think that's why this team will follow him. Uh, but like you said, I think the experience that Foles has, uh, the fact that one thing he still does do is, you know, he, he takes that deep read every time. He's going to go deep. He's going to take his shots. You're not going to get that with 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 Sam Ellinger. Um, his he's more that quick, you know, get it out quick and and underneath passing game. But yeah, there's there's no competition there right now. But I think at the same time, uh, it's it's in Sam's best interest to keep putting out good tape. You know, who knows? I know Chris Ballard really likes him as, as a person and as a quarterback. And so you know, just keep putting good tape out there, and who knows what the future holds? Can you believe it, George? We're basically halfway through training camp insane i mean well we're almost done uh you know three more practices after after this thursday thing wrapped up three practices next week and then he got it's weird because camp will break but it's it's not the regular season yet you know there's no fourth preseason game you've got that extra week now that i'm still kind of getting used to Uh, it's gonna take a little it's different Time at uh, Westfield is definitely starting to wrap up for sure. We're starting to get closer and closer as the preseason game number two does uh, does arrive here on Saturday. Closer and closer to getting to some meaningful football. As always, make sure you like and subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. We'll be back breaking down some preseason game number two thoughts. You can always follow George between now and then on Twitter at GM Bremer. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. And we'll be back next week. The latest Colts content.